Hey there, dear listeners. This is Willis. Quick note before we get to the episode, on Wednesday, November 8th, SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP finally reached an agreement. So the strike is over. The only downside, we had already recorded this week's episode when the agreement was reached, so you're going to hear us talking about some strike news that's a little out of date. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with a full breakdown for you about what's what. But for now, on with the show. This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I cheered for that, but should I have cheered for that? Because that seemed really, really cheap. And Willis. I would love it if Cary Grant was in like Dune 3. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Today's episode, dear listeners, uh, is gonna cover some stuff that you've heard from us before. Yes, yes. Uh, the SAG-AFTRA AMPTP conflict uh, continues. Yeah. Um, yep. We for I, we say this every week now, but we thought maybe this week it would come to a head. They'd find a resolution. Yep. Uh, but no, they. Um, they're still going back and forth. They're still talking, which is yes, good. Um, that is good. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the quote unquote final offer from the AMPTP, yes, um, and SAG AFTRA's rebuttal, and then we're gonna jump into Marvel. Now I know we just talked about Marvel a couple weeks ago, but there's a lot going on there that I think is worth kind of discussing in a, a deeper sense. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about a handful of things going on with Marvel and what on earth they're really doing. And what um, they hope to be doing. Like. And what they hope to be doing, yeah. Um, but before we do that, Josh, uh, you want to you wanna talk us through what's coming out this week? I do, I do. Um, for theaters, we have Journey to Bethlehem coming on November 10th. I don't know much about that. Uh, the Marvels is is hitting it's theaters here. on the 10th. Um, not a lot of fanfare for a couple different reasons. Obviously, no actors can promote. But we're going to also dive into why there also might be some lack of fanfare as well in yes. a later segment. Um, and then we have The Holdovers, the Alexander Payne film uh, starring Paul Giamatti hitting theaters on the 10th as well. Which this... I kind of <laughs> I kind of dismissed a couple weeks ago. Me too. But I keep seeing more and more just great things about this. Yeah, yeah. And being like, a, this is a major Oscar contender. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And people saying like Giamatti is like a, a lock. And I was like, okay, you're okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, let's go. I mean, you know, <laughs> Alexander Payne and Paul Giamatti is uh, quite the pairing. So it's true. So you never, no, never count them out. But, uh, but yeah, so that's what's coming to theaters this week for streaming for shows. We have De La Calle coming to Paramount Plus on the 7th. Uh, the Buccaneers coming to Apple TV Plus on the 8th. Uh, the Santa Claus is season two, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> going to Disney I have Plus on the 8th. completely eighth. forgotten about season one of that, and now there's a season two because apparently somebody watched it. I will be honest. I watched it with one of my friends from school because we oh, were yeah? like, the Santa Claus, we're going to watch this. It's not a good show. <laughs> but uh dave crumholtz is in it so that's cool um, okay you know so that's something uh yeah so season two of that's coming back we have rap shit Issa ray's second show coming mm -hmm. back for season two on hbo on the ninth 
I love this show. It's literally one of my favorite shows of last year. It's just phenomenal. Um, it's really good. It's 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 on HBO. So if you guys can catch the first season, it's there. Um, we have Colin from Account Accounting. I believe it is. Maybe accounts. accounts. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, season two hitting Paramount Plus on the ninth. Season two. I don't. Sure. Yeah. Sounds I, good yeah. to me. <laughs> I feel like that had just come on my radar. Yeah. 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 But now but we're back. I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we have The Curse, the Emma Stone, Nathan Fielder show hitting Paramount Plus and Showtime, I believe, on the 10th. This mm. is getting rave reviews. It's in yeah. A24 production. I don't know anything about it. That's the one where they're like house renovators, right? Maybe. I honestly I haven't so. even yeah. seen anything about that. Um, but it looks like it will be good. I don't know. <laughs> Nathan yeah. Fielder's good. Emma Stone's great. A24, yeah. unassailable. Emma Stone on TV. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and then we have uh, For All Mankind coming back for season four on Apple TV Plus on the 10th. So that's One of those there. ones that's still on my list of like, oh, I want to watch that. But now it's like four seasons. I'm like. It's growing. <laughs> I don't know it's if catch up on that one. It is. Um, and then for movies, we got The Killer. No big deal. Hitting Netflix on the 10th. Oh, yeah. New David Fincher film. Um, can't wait to rewatch that. Uh, mm-hmm. Albert Brooks defending my life, hitting Max on the eleventh. Uh, Seems birth- like that's gonna be pretty good too. Yeah, it, it looks great. I didn't know this was coming. I literally yeah. saw it and I was like, "Oh, let's watch the trailer. It looks fantastic." Uh, and then we have Birth Rebirth hitting Shutter on the tenth. This also looks pretty good. Uh, Butcher's Crossing, the Nick Cage film coming to VOD on the seventh. Dicks the musical, which was literally just in theaters, crazy hitting yep. VOD on the tenth. So that should tell you something. Um Dumb Money hitting VOD on the seventh and then Foe hitting VOD on the seventh. A bunch of like I'm interested in movies, yeah. but none that I'm like, oh I need to watch this right now. Dumb like, Money I thought was gonna have a much bigger impact than it than it seems to have had. I thought Dumb Money was a Netflix thing. It seems like it's a Netflix thing, it but does. apparently not. Um and Foe just like didn't go anywhere. So Yeah. Yeah. I'll still be that. watching Foe. Oh, yeah. Paul Mescal and what? Saoirse Ronan? Like, let's go. Let's go. Um, So, yeah, that's what's coming this week, everyone. Without further ado, let's talk about SAG and the AMPTP. Okay. So, last week, last Friday, I believe, uh, the AMPTP came back with their uh, final, last, absolute, (laughs) never- talking about it again offer for the yes. sag after team after their which, last final offer after after yeah after the week before being like well if we can't do it soon i guess we'll just fuck off it, yeah this kind of stuff i'm already on a tangent here but this kind of stuff <laughs> drives me crazy because i'm like yeah it's not like they're like buying a used car right it's not like it's like all right you can't just back 20, out <laughs> 20 grand best offer. And they're like, no. And you're like, all right, then I'm walking away. And I, as all of the major studios am never making movies again. Right. Never right. using actor. Like you can't just walk away. Y'all like this just is no more industry. Yeah. It just yeah, goes away. Like, so I don't know. They submitted their thing. We thought maybe they might find common ground and they might sign something here. Um, we were hoping. We were hoping, yeah. We we were recording this on Tuesday again uh, for hopes that something might uh, come through. But uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, has reviewed and have they specifically uh, replied yet, responded to the studios, or are they just considering it at this point? I believe they had, because what happened was um, 
on Sunday they spent. I love that they're like we spent twelve hours like going up. I'm like that's honestly most people in your day, yeah. yeah most people in your industry work that every day. So don't don't be telling me that twelve hours is a lot. Not to badmouth SAG-AFTRA, but so they spent twelve <laughs> hours um, talking it over. And then on Monday, apparently they had brought it back to the table because they did meet yesterday, today being Tuesday. Yes. To to no avail again. And then it seems like everyone is just in the process of attempting to be okay with whatever deal they have right now. That's what it seems like. It's really hard because we have gotten no actual solid yeah. this is what was in the contract. So it's hard to say what people were rubbing up against. But yes. Currently, yeah. this is the AMPTP's "quote unquote" final final offer, which yes. again, like we said, makes no which sense. Which they've already, yeah. Um, so one of the big sticking points seems to be AI. Yep. Which I mean, we've kind of been saying is you know one of the big sticking points, but it, it's we're getting a little bit more clarity on it at this point in terms of what the studios are asking and what SAG after is like n- no. Right. The big point being um, the studios want to be able to basically for a one time fee buy your likeness, buy your scans uh, and be able to use it as much as they want. Right. And that includes uh, former actors who are now deceased. Right. Um, As I saw hilariously on Twitter, um, I did not have. AMPTP becomes literal grave robbers on my 2023 bingo card. Yes. Yes. Like they want, they want to be like, Hey, um, you know, we want to be able to use Marlon Brando in a movie if we want to. Um, right. And no one can say no. I mean, even the estate of said deceased person can't yeah. say no, which was yeah. like a, what? This is a non-starter. Or, okay. Then. Not can't, <laughs> Not can't say no. If said scans and likeness rights are sold to the studios, right? There's that. But if they want to, you know, then they are at liberty to put Marlon Brando in everything, right? You know, have him be an extra in the background of whatever. Kang Dynasty. You know, <laughs> Kang Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It's going to be the DCU, and they bring him back as Jor-El. If we're talking about Marlon Brando, a hundred percent. Oh my god. But oh god, we don't need to go there. Sad. We I don't need to go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know they want to just be able to like one time check out, and then we can use as much as they want. To which SAG rightfully is like, no, hell no, yeah, like you know. And I think there is. It doesn't seem to me, and keep me honest here, Josh, but it doesn't seem to me that they're saying like no to the use of scans outright. Yeah, they're just no. saying if there's going to be scans, it has to be paid out on a per usage basis. Right. As everything is as stock footage is like it's yeah. nothing is just a here's a one time fee. Use it for the rest of eternity. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. That that seems to be that seems to be at least what is being advertised as the main sticking point. I'm sure there's still distance between things on like, you know residuals and and pay scale and all that kind of stuff but for sure that seems to be the major sticking point on going on at this point um right 
and it's it's funny because we literally talked about this when we were talking about the WGA is like there's going to be differences in these contracts as to what they're asking for and we were wondering like what will be the sticking points for the for SAG that wasn't something for the WGA because it yeah. seemed like with the AMPTP they were kind of like okay fine we can't use ChatGPT to write a script like fine but that's much less of a costly thing than it is to be like well, if we can get, like your example, Marlon Brando for $100,000 or, or yeah. yeah, one fee of a million bucks, and then we can just use him for the rest of eternity, that is, that is a, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I understand why this is a sticking point, but the studios, it's like, dude, how could you ever think that this was going to fly? Yeah. Like, because I'm sure it's from front to back, and I'm well, sure that like the extras are even and in more danger. <laughs> that's, I think that's the bigger point. You know, I, I think there's something to be said for, yeah, like major stars being like, no, but like, I think it's a bigger hit for extra workers or like, you know, character actors or like B, C, D level movie actors who are like, right. I'm going to be in this and then I have to sign off my scan and then I'll never get hired by this studio again because right. they have my scan now. And why would they pay me to come like be in the background of this if they can just do it. Um, right. Right. It's and interesting. With, what, what, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you were saying, no, no, no. Mine was like a way off on the left thing. I I'll loop back to it in a minute. Okay. Let's stay with the topic. Well, I was just going to say that like, it's so funny that all of this stuff is coming to a head right now because of with streaming and with all of this stuff is so new, like mm -hmm. the AI thing, was brought up earlier this year. Like this is something that became consumer yeah. friendly within this calendar year. So like these things are moving fast. And of course the studios are trying to cut corners and do whatever they can to not have to Lock pay down. as yeah. much as they can. And they're like, oh, well, if we do this right now and we get all these scans beforehand, what can they even say? And it's just like, it's greed, man. Like this all comes back to the business yeah. model of like straight up greed. So yeah. It's interesting and this is a different tangent from the tangent I was going to take a second ago, but it's nice. interesting because I do feel like public interest in AI is waning a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I definitely see a lot of AI content on like my Instagram feed yeah. that I just roll my eyes at at this point. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, everyone knows that's AI. You doesn't know, look like, real at all. Yeah. You're not even trying like, right. You know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it just like, becomes i don't want to say flash in the pan but like the idea of everything being just overtaken by ai is just kind of falls off yeah the public uh interest in a in a minute but yeah and regulations are coming fast for like yeah. adobe like there's so many things that are being put in place right now for musicians and and it's like man yeah no this is not going to be what people thought it was going to be like yeah. it's going to be heavily regulated um, so the wild off to the left tangent and I had yeah. thought that I had when we were talking about like Marlon Brando scans or <laughs> any kind of major scan is like, is there a situation where an AI scan of an actor or a complete body scan of an actor in like a hundred years enters public domain? That's a I'm, wild fucking concept. I don't know. Not. I like, I haven't thought about it deep enough to be like... <laughs> have any actual answer but like i mean but this is the shit that people need to think about like that's the thing it's like this if they didn't think about this beforehand 
and like you know there's however many people are pouring over this contract right now it's like this literally needs to be thought about because i mean imagine (laughs) if a ton of cary grant movies just started coming out right now right it'd be the weirdest fucking thing of all time i mean one like you think of uh, (laughs) but i mean you think of like uh you know uh winnie the pooh blood and honey there and like i'm sure there will be more kind of winnie the pooh stuff coming oh yeah and you know i'm sure like likeness of a a, of a person is a different kind of thing than like intellectual property but i'm like it's not that far off now yeah it's a weird concept and like who and like in a hundred years who knows what it's gonna be like you know yeah um yeah I mean, Weird. faces sell product all the time. Like, it's what yeah. it is. So it's like, if you can just cut out the middleman being the actual person and just go straight to like, oh, we've got, you know, 10 gigs of of, of body scans of this person. Like, let's just yeah. put them in a Dior co- commercial and call it a day versus hiring Scorsese and Chalamet to do like a Dolce & Gabbana thing. It's like, no, you don't have to do that anymore, you know? So it's like, it's not out of the question at all. And I'm hoping people are thinking about this stuff. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's not just me and you on this podcast, I guarantee No, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And like, you know, there is... It's, it's, it's wild because like, theoretically the potential is unlimited. I mean, if you're talking about you can create anything, then you can create anything, you know? I know. Um, yeah, I would love it if Cary Grant was in like Dune three. <laughs> sure. Let's go. You know, that'd be wild. Yes. I guess we don't have body scans of Cary Grant, but like we there's enough it. Cary Grant movies to train an AI on, you know? Yeah. God, um, Cary Grant. I love Cary Grant. I don't know Grant. why I've hyped up on uh, Cary Grant here. but Because he's phenomenal. That's why. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I'm glad that this argument is continuing to happen. I'm glad that yes. sag After pushed back on the final offer. Because, yeah. like, I'm sorry, but it, like, it is a bluff. Like, you're not going to just walk away from actors. Right. You know, you guys have to find an answer. that. I don't know. Well, and the Um, actors aren't just going to roll over because they're the ones who would be in the position to just walk away because they're like, listen, if I'm not going to be paid and I'm also going to be taken advantage of, then I'm just not doing this anymore. Like I'm not, I can get another job. Like I can do do something else if I really want to. Have you seen the economy? Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know if that's (laughs) accurate. I'm not an economist, but, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I do. We say this every week, but I do feel like we're close. We have to. We literally have. You to know be. what I mean? Like, yeah, like it. The fact that the AMPTP is like ramping up this like. I won't say hostile, but like hostile language around like this is our last offer. Like, that's it. I'm sick of this. But is like. Evidence that it's becoming problematic for them as well. You yes. know, they're like, they can't just like keep up like this, um, no matter what they say. And, you know, so there was back and forth today, uh, or yesterday. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, the, we should know more by tomorrow being Wednesday the 8th. Yeah. Should. Yeah. Should. But I mean, already, guys, I'm telling you, the the TV season for next year is fucked. They're yeah. already like, dude, most shows are going to be at like half episodes. Like yeah, we're not, we don't, there's bleak, nothing. 
it's going to be a bleak 2024. Yeah. And who's Which to will be an interesting thing to like take a look at and just see like what we actually get next year. I know. You we're going to have to ch- we'll we'll we're here every week, folks. We'll let you know. Well, <laughs> I I in that like I feel like on this pod for the past 3 years now, we've done 3 Oscar shows, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so for the past three years now, we've been like, what a like powerhouse year it is for the Oscars. Cause we keep getting these massive directors, you know, it's always Ridley Scott, but like we keep getting these <laughs> massive directors that are doing these huge things that we're like, here's Damien Chazelle's like powerhouse, you yeah. know, film. Here's um, Jim Cameron's back for the first Jim time. Jim Cameron's decade. back. Yeah. Like all these things. I mean, here's, you know, PT Anderson. Here's yeah. Wes Anderson. Here's, here's Fincher. Here's like Guillermo all del these, Toro. Yeah. Here's Scorsese. Like yeah. all of them. Yeah. And then I feel like next year it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody, Denis. Oh, poor Denis is just like the only one in the best picture category. He wins everything um, above and below the line. <laughs> um, not unfeasible. I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, next year, I think it's going to be not a lot of, it's going to be a weird year. Um, yeah. I look forward to our uh, things we're looking forward to in 2024 megapixels. Yeah. Uh, because. Who knows? Dune. <laughs> the bike riders. <laughs> The bike riders. It's all the stuff that just got pushed. Yeah. Yeah. Challengers. You know, we already talked about all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the uh, SAG after strike here, Josh? <sighs> the only thing I have to say is that no matter what happens, I don't think that SAG after is going to take a loss on this. I, I think either. that regardless of what happens, like they are going to stick this out no matter what happens and for yeah. better. Like, yes, it's tough, but it's going to be so much better in the long run if they do, if they are able to stick this out all the way through. And I really hope that this final offer, quote unquote, doesn't make them go, okay, fine. Well, we'll just, you know, we'll make, we'll concede yeah. to all of these points, but I don't, Fran Drescher and, and Duncan Ireland Jones are not those people. Like they're very much like, nah, <laughs> we're getting what we want. So yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of getting what say, they want. Yeah. Or not getting what or they want. Or not getting what they want. <laughs> Marvel. Yes. Um, so we talk about Marvel a lot on this show. We used to talk about it a ton. Like every week, yeah. Uh, like every week. Um, but now, I mean, it, we've kind of taken to talking about its downfall, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just, it's such a wild thing to say. Like, I don't know, just considering how huge it was and how into it I was. Yeah. To just look at it and be like, I, the Marvel's like... I guess I'm going to watch it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I have not since I would say home, no way home. Yeah. Had had anywhere near that level of hype. Right. And, and um, to be fair, no way home was engineered to be like, this is something yes. to go and see after Endgame. game. Um, yes. But yeah, same thing. I'm, I'm, it's kind of astounding because Every couple months, it was like, I'm going to see 
you know, whatever it might be, whether it's well, Quantumania or whatever. I'm like, we're going, we're going, we, we got to yeah. see this movie, Thor Love and, and it's Thunder, insane Eternals. to say uh, that No Way Home was a year ago, right? No Way Home was 2021. So two years really? ago. <sighs> Damn. All right. So two years ago. All right. I feel a little bit better then. Yeah. Yeah. It was like for Christmas there, 2021. Like, yeah. 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 So lots going on here. Um, yeah. Where should we start? Do you want to start with Echo? Let's start with Echo. That's the most recent yeah. thing we've gotten from them. So, well, outside of all of the, please go see the Marvels. Uh, True. We'll get <laughs> to that. We yes. will get to that. So Echo, uh, <laughs> character first introduced in Hawkeye. Yep. Uh, in, I want to say, I guess it would have been December, 2021. Um, which was a fine show, I guess. Yeah. I did, as I recall, enjoy the character of Echo. It seemed like it was kind of shoehorned in there. Totally. Um, and I do think Echo has been delayed a couple times at this point. I think this was supposed um, to come out over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but they released the first trailer for it starring, um, Alakwa Cox, I guess is her name. Sure. Um, who plays Echo, but also Vincent D'Onofrio's, um, King Wilson ben. Fisk, Kingpin. Yep. Um, I'm looking at the IMDB now, so I guess minor spoilers, but five episodes have Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. That was announced, which is another like, okay. you guys need to stop doing this shit because that would yeah. have been awesome to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think most importantly, for intents and purposes, rated R. Yep. Rated yep. TVMA. Um, and there was a little thing at the bottom of the end of the trailer that was like, set your Disney Plus to TVMA that I'm like. Okay. That seems like something I have to figure out how to do now. Wait, so is Disney Plus tangent, but Disney Plus is automatically set to kids only? Well, I mean, I don't think Disney Disney Plus has really much of anything that's TVMA. Well, it has Logan and Deadpool now. That's true. Well, regardless, this is the first Marvel show, MCU show, that yes. is rated anywhere past PG-13. Yes, yeah. Which is um, nuts. <laughs> the Deadpools and the Logans and the Daredevils and all from other other yes other shows, um, also being released on Hulu simultaneously. Yes, um, which I think is something that's uh, notable because yeah, Hulu's a little more rough around the edges. Um, yes, <laughs> you got the bear on Hulu, so <laughs> yes, yes, and prey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of this trailer, Josh? Honestly, man, I'm kind of hyped for this. I think this trailer looks really interesting, and we'll get to part part of the reason why in a second, but I think that it, well, one, this show went through massive rewrites and reshoots, mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why it's coming two years after the show it was announced, so it is what it is, mm -hmm. but it just looks different. And I think that's what I was mm -hmm. going for. It doesn't look like the Marvel Disney Plus house style, which we've been accustomed to now for the past 10 shows they've made. Yeah. It looks like, obviously, being TVMA, it's going to take a little bit more of a serious turn, which I've been waiting for. And 
I don't know. I mean, the trailer looks interesting, at least to me. What did you think? Yeah. I mean, so I watched it the first time and I was kind of like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then I caught myself because I was like, no, like watch this again because I was definitely carrying in a lot of like, okay, Marvel. Yeah. Like here's Tons this like D level character that like was in a show I don't remember for like five. And I watched again and yeah, like this seems kind of badass. Yeah. I mean, I think Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is probably top five performances in all of the MCU. Dude, he you know? looks just um, like Kingpin. <laughs> well, I'll say I'll, I'll say in in the Daredevil show. So like I don't I won't say in MCU, but like of yeah. the current Marvel world, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was a little little weird in Hawkeye, but it just didn't fit. But but yeah, yeah. I agree. But I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio's take on that character is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. And I am hyped for this. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. There's a weird thing to be said for like, I think the main audience of the MCU has grown up. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I think I was older when older oh god uh i mean i was like not a kid when iron man came out and like i was you know in my 20s and 30s for all of you know the first four phases of of the mcu yeah um and i think you know even if you were like 10 when iron man came out like and grew up with the mcu it's like yeah you're an adult now um and i don't think they're really pulling that many young kids in there's not really much that's oriented towards bringing younger audience to this no i mean no. maybe uh miss marvel you know maybe but like the amount of Gen work Z-er. you have to do yeah. prior to that to even get to miss marvel is nuts so it's yeah. like so i think like their main audience is equipped to deal with a tvma show is what i'm getting at um, totally so I'm hyped for this um, January 10th. I, I'm i cautiously hyped, though. I, I like I feel like the past couple shows I've been hyped for, I've also been like, OK, dude, Secret yeah. Invasion. I was like, let's go. I didn't even yeah. finish it. Didn't yeah. even finish it. <laughs> it's, and it's not worth finishing. It's the, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this is their next show, right? Or. Do we have what if season two first? I don't. I think that's coming that's like coming. this Christmas, but it that's yeah. it's hard to count what if. Um, yeah, that feels this. out of the the realm. Yeah. Yeah, even um, though you even get though. like characters from what if in May, it whatever. Yeah, it yeah. is what it is. It's all it's all interconnected. Um, it is. But so like, I mean, in that it's all interconnected, there is another new thing they're sort of trying that's i guess they're taking from comic books but yeah uh, it's called marvel spotlight yes which echo Um, is under that banner echo is the first of the marvel spotlights um that i guess for lack of a better term exist without i mean this is the copy it's not lack of a better term but like exist without (laughs) the larger mcu continuity so kind of like stand on their own don't need to watch a single movie to to get into this one which in all honesty this should have been what it was from the beginning for the tv stuff 
Yes. Like if WandaVision didn't have to be beholden I mean, to. Like, that's the thing is like WandaVision arguably could stand as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except it's spread out now. Like it, it made it's like if you took WandaVision as a whole just by itself, mm-hmm. completely contained. But now Wanda is like the villain in Multiverse of Madness and Monica Rambeau is like a main player in the Marvels and like all this right. stuff. And I'm like, it, it was fine. And it was like literally in the show self-contained. Literally, it's in a bubble. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, argue and like you could go down the line like. I mean, Hawkeye had that vibe, you know, like it didn't really need to be in there with anything else. Um, She-Hulk also had that vibe. She-Hulk had that vibe. It's like, it's, I mean, this is, this seems like a good step. It definitely feels like a good step. It feels like a step they feel like, they felt like they they needed to take because things have been, it's so funny too, because like they also said like, this is going to bring more grounded and character driven stories to the screen that have nothing to do with the greater MCU, which is completely antithetical to the machine that they've been building, which is this multiversal, like just monstrosity of interconnectedness that like even in Loki, you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like everything is too unwieldy now. Um, so this is like, it's great, but I'm almost like, is it too late? Like, are we, or is it too late? (laughs) Like, well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I feel like Marvel needs to take a step back and look because I don't think Marvel's ever going to get to endgame levels again. It can't. That was an anomaly. (laughs) That was incredible and like a wild ride. And I'm so glad I lived through that. And I'm not like, you know, turning 10 now and like starting to watch them and like have, you know, like I'm so glad I was on that ride. But like you're not going to hit that level again. And, like, don't try. Yeah. Like, if Echo is something that I can just come into cold and really enjoy and then right. leave, you know what I mean? That unlocks a whole nother audience. Right. You know, that, like, there are so many people that are just like, I'm not getting on the Marvel bandwagon again. Right. But if you say this is a character, like, coming to terms with, like, her morality and like her upbringing and et cetera. And like, you can pitch it that way that you're going to pull in people that aren't like, Oh, it's a Marvel show. Exactly. That roll their eyes when they hear like echo. Oh, it's an MCU thing. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. It's better if it's not to be quite honest. I'll be interested to see how echo goes. It's only five episodes cut from eight, which is like, okay. So, But it'll be interesting to see what they kind of bring to this. Yeah. If they do, I mean, the the spotlights, you know, I think, uh, like, who was it? What were they saying? Like, Ghost Rider and Spider-Woman were, were spotlight comics. Yep. You know, um, I assume everybody's going to show up in Secret Wars at the end. Yeah, spotlight you know? until it's not. Yeah. Until it's not, yeah. <laughs> but see, even saying, like, that doesn't work. Like that doesn't work if you get to it and then you're like, who the fuck is that? Because I didn't watch all the spotlight stuff, you know? Well, and that's like the fact that they have a plan, it kind of hit, it kind of bites them in the ass because you're like six years down the line when Secret Wars starts. Yeah. Like 
you now have to go back and think about like where all of these things go. And if Echo is a spotlight, that means that you can't really put her in anything else because then it makes it part of the greater universe. And if yeah. they, so it's like all of this stuff right now to me is clearly panic moves across yes. the board because they're like, I don't know whatever we can do to stop, to stop the hemorrhaging. Right 100%. Now. Like, <laughs> and 100%. so like, I'm excited about this, but will they stick to this? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. Like, <laughs> you know. I mean, I have read things that, like, people keep looking to Kevin Feige and he's just spread too thin because, you know, yeah. there's, like, 45 projects going on. And it's like. He's like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I've one got, person. Yeah. I've got Blade to deal with right now. I can't. T- yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, and sort of in that panic mode kind of thing, we can talk about yep. this is Jonathan Majors. Yes. Um, who is still pending his trial. I want to say it's at the end of November. Um, Sounds like it, but it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, there, there's a whole lot to unpack in terms of that whatsoever. But like it becomes a question of guilty or innocent. Is he like a tarnished brand? At this point. Right. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. Like, um, you know, are people not going to show up? I will say he's really fucking good in Loki. Dude, he's good in Quantumania. Like, yeah. Bad like, movie. It, it, like the dude can act and like, you know, I don't want to like editorialize or anything like that. But like, I don't know. I'm I'll say this. If <laughs> like it turns out like he's innocent and all that kind of stuff then like I don't have a problem continuing to watch him as Kang. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. If it if it comes back that he's like guilty and did like beat the shit out of that woman, like, yeah, fuck that. But like Right, right. You know, um I I will be able to find my way. If he's found innocent, I'll be able to find my way to like watching him. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, because um, he carries such he carries so much weight as an actor because he yeah. is so I mean, he's in a ton of bad movies that he's really good in, you know, yeah. like, and he's in Gravitas. good movies that he's, you know, that he's good in as well. And so it's, it's really tough. And of course, Marvel saw this. They're yeah. like, this guy knows his shit. He can do this. And no matter what, even though in Loki season one, all he's doing is sitting on a chair and talking yeah. to, to, you know, Tom Hiddleston, it's like, he, he, you couldn't take your it's eyes menacing. off him. Yeah. You literally couldn't. And so it's like, of course they were going to hang their hats on this guy. And now they're kind of having to be like, do we wait it out? Do we not? And with Loki, it's like, they didn't really wait it out per se, but they're also like, he's not in it as much as he could have been. And yeah. now they're kind of like, the next Avengers movie is called the Kang dynasty. Like this is the yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you all could recast him, but <laughs> Yeah. This is the guy. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so, essentially the same kind of weight that they put on Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. You know, back in the early, whereas like, yeah, here's Loki. And then Loki's going to be this major villain in the first Avengers. Um, right. And yeah, I mean. It's tough. It's, it's tough. And it's weird because there is talk of like swapping the villain. To doom. To Doctor Doom, yeah, which I think is just like a bad move. I mean, like, what? Like, how? Like, how did they do that? <laughs> that's a full-on panic move, and that 
disrupts your timeline. You know what I mean? That goes like, well, the the MCU continuity purists are going to go like, well, what the fuck happened to Kang? Like, you set all this up. Like, right. You know. Now, now we're not um, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the the swap to Doom is insane. I think the the more likely move is they just switch to a variant of Kang that doesn't look like Jonathan Majors, you know. Right, which they could um, do. I mean, that's Which they could fine. do, yeah. It's like built into their fucking universe. But right. I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. It's tough because it's all on that one thing. And then that's, yeah. Um, it's just adding to Kevin Feige's stress levels. Like so what's going yeah. on is like he's kind of, and I think people ask him these questions and I want to talk about the Marvels just slightly here. Mm-hmm. And this has something to do with it as well. It's just like, I think people are asking him questions and he kind of is like, this is just me guessing, but he's kind of like throwing his hands up. Like, I don't know. Like, what do yeah. you want from me? At this point, everything is fucked. So like, yeah. what can we, what can I say to you to make you go, oh, okay, you know what you're doing. It's like, everything is fluid. There's yeah. nothing that's a sure thing anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to direct traffic, you know, on a one lane street, but when right. it's eight lanes across, you're like, well- uh, <laughs> I can only stand in one lane at a time. Yeah. Look at all the variables. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what do you think about the Marvels? Let's. So this comes what, out on Friday. This comes out on Friday, a.k.a. tomorrow. For those of you listening on Thursday. Um, yes. Here's the thing. At first, when we first heard about the Marvels and saw the first couple things, I knew Naya DaCosta was the one directing. So I was like, I have faith in her as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trailers made it look like just a kind of a comedy, a buddy comedy between three people. And like, it seemed much more low stakes. It seemed like it was going to be basically a comedy through and through with some superhero elements. We've now gotten the final trailer for the Marvels mere days before the Marvels premieres. Yeah. And this trailer starts out with Iron Man and Captain America in flashback. And, and then the rest of the trailer is, this huge, like all the action set pieces in the movie are in the trailer mm-hmm. now, which we never saw before. And it makes me just think that they're completely one. They don't have faith in this movie at all. Yeah. Two, and this movie, they're so scared <laughs> that it's yeah, going to flop. This, this movie is tracking horribly. This movie I think is on track to, it was originally supposed to be around 78, 70 to 80 million for an opening weekend. And now it's down to like 60, Mm-hmm. Which is quantum mania slash like flash, flash. levels, yeah. um, which is like not good, um, not good, not good at all. And for a movie that might be great, like that's the thing, it's like it could be good, it could um, be, yeah. I, but like, I mean, I feel like we've been burned the past five superhero movies now, yeah. You know, Guardians um, with, with completely on the other side because it's yeah. Jim Gunn doing whatever he wants to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I I don't really feel the need to see this. Like, I've never been a I've never been the hugest fan of Brie Larson as Captain mm. America. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she fits, but I think it's 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 not as like. I mean, to put it like in the the trailer, there it's like Robert Downey Jr. was Tony Stark, and right. Chris Evans was, um. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Brie Larson, not a hundred percent Carol Danvers. Like I, yeah, good casting, I guess, but like there's a disconnect there that I, you know, 
She's barely um, been in anything. That's the thing too. It's like we've seen her one and a half times. Like, yeah, she was in the end of Endgame, and she had one movie. Well, she was in. She had one movie. She was in the beginning of Endgame too. Uh, she was sure. in all of Endgame. Yeah, was she? Kinda. Yeah, because it. Because when she comes Tony. in at the end, people are like, oh, true. She got Tony, but then she leaves. She got and comes Tony. Back at well, the and then end. they go and they kill the original Thanos. Spoilers. True. You yeah, know. if you haven't uh, seen fucking Endgame. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's all the post snap stuff and she's off in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, so, yeah, she hasn't been a huge amount of the character. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to be, it's, it's tough when you've had, you know, 10 movies where Iron Man has been in the universe versus yeah. having one and a half movies and then pushing her into a movie where she's not even the main focus. It's like, yeah, her whole character has been relegated to like third build in a movie that should be her sequel, which is crazy to yeah. me. Um, so I'm nervous about yeah. this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, like I, I say this all the time, but I'm still going to watch it when it comes on Disney plus, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm still intrigued enough by it, but yeah, I mean, the trailer they put out today is like reveals, and I, I guess I won't spoil anything, but like sure. reveals a major cameo. Yep. I'm pretty sure, on oh, this might be spoilers, but I'm pretty sure there's a shot of um, the main villain like disintegrating. So I'm yep. like, I feel like there's a shot from the final scene in there. Yep. Um, a lot of Sam Jackson and like opens with... Uh, Opens with Captain America, Captain America, Iron Man, Captain Marvel. And you're like, she's an Avenger. She and you're was like, part of this. Okay, Marvel. Um, so I don't yeah. know. And then the other thing that, that is being rumored there is that this is setting up the X-Men. Right. Because of Kamala um, Khan. Because, yeah, Kamala Khan is a, is a mutant as established in uh, Miss Marvel. Right. If you missed that show, she's yeah. a mutant. If That's you missed, where they introduced If you mutants. missed that stinger on the last episode of that show. Yeah. Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. She's the first confirmed mutant in like the MCU. But like, it's amazing to me how much I don't follow this anymore, but I still have all of this like, well, here's what the continuity is just in right. my head. Right. Because um, we did. We followed that shit religiously. I knew every little piece. I knew every little piece. Um, so a lot of people saying like the X-Men are the saving grace of the MCU. Like they need to pull in the X-Men right now because they are this huge character that can stay. I mean, they are these characters that have been set up over eight movies. Right. You know, um, everyone knows Charles Xavier. Everyone knows Cyclops and Jean Grey and Wolverine and, you know, um, and love them like true and love them. Yeah. Um, so I will say I feel like Deadpool 3 has the same hype that's been around previously. Not endgame level hype, but like multiverse and no way home hype because it's cross dimensional. I know? mean, they've um, said he's in it. Like he yeah. there's set photos of Hugh Jackman there. It's like, imagine if we didn't know that, guys. Like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel like, and and we've definitely hit the point where, like, I remember this from both of those previous movies, where everyone online is speculating that everyone who's ever played a Marvel character is in Deadpool 3. Yeah. You know, we're going to get Wesley Snipes played in this. And you're like, yeah. no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Tom Cruise Iron to calm Man. Down. <laughs> Tom Cruise Iron Man. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, literally like, oh, we're going to get, uh, 
what is the thing I saw the other day? It was like Deadpool three takes place in the Dr. Strange universe with the Illuminati, where it was like the previous, like the Charles Xavier from the nineties cartoon. So it's going to be all of those characters. Cause it's like the outfit is similar that Wolverine is wearing is similar to like, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And I'm like, can't guys, I mean, here's the thing, like Marvel, that's what's going to put you back in the billion dollars is just like every yeah. little fan service thing you could possibly pull out of your ass. Right. You know, it'll be like, disingenuous, people would lose their mind. Do it. Yeah, yeah. People will lose their mind if Wesley Snipes blade is in one of these movies. Yeah. Um, but you can only pull that thread so long before you run out of things to pull, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before you have Michael Chiklis's thing. And you're just like, okay. Chris Evans twice. Yeah. Well, Chris Evans twice. I've seen people are like, oh, Chris Evans is going to, Chris Evans as the flame is going to be in Deadpool three, the flame, the human torch is going to be in Deadpool three. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but like, that's, you know, then you check that box and we move on. Like it's, it's a hollow, shallow thing. That's like, it doesn't mean anything. Like it meant some it didn't really mean something in no way home but it it meant something to me in no way home you yeah. know it wasn't like this big world changing thing it was just like this is really cool to see my childhood like kind of realized in like an MCU movie yeah from then on out like from with the flash and every single movie that came past that multiverse of madness also it's just been like i'm leaving feeling with a sense of sh- of hollowness where i'm like yeah. I cheered for that, but should I have cheered for that? Because that yeah. seemed really, really cheap. Um. <laughs> and if you want to, if we want to go down that, we can go a lot down our last kind of bullet point yeah. here, but like, there's also talk of the original Avengers returning. Yes. Of Tony Stark, of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and uh, Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett Johansson, like yeah. all coming back and being back in the MCU, which I don't want at all. <sighs> terrible would be terrible like i i could maybe get behind a scarlett johansson thing sure i guess but at this point i'd rather have florence Pugh as the black widow but like robert downey jr and chris evans arcs ended they're done full stop you know it's it's just like it just like I, there's nothing more I want from that. It's weird because I think of when I was in college, there was early, early this was before anything, but there was early rumors of a Ghostbusters three. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was having a conversation with one of my friends being like, I like that would be horrible. Like, why would I would never want that? Like, that would be so bad. And their response was, well, yeah, but like Ghostbusters would still be Ghostbusters. You know, like you can or Avatar and the Last Airbender, I feel like is a better example of this of like, you know, there was that terrible movie. Yeah. But you can ignore that and still be happy with Avatar and the Last Airbender. You know what I mean? But yes. if you bring back Tony Stark and you bring back Captain America, like inherently from the build of the MCU, it's like it changes it retroactively changes everything yes you know what i mean like everything that builds in the future now changes the events of the, i mean the secret invasion with rody where they're like oh rody was a scroll through all of that 
It's like, so when he's doing a send off to, to RDJ, it's not actually yeah, Rody. It's not him. He's <laughs> in Soviet Russia. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. He like, doesn't know that Tony Stark is dead. Like, right. You know, um, like- <laughs> so it's like, it's this thing that's just, I mean, they've become their own worst enemies at this point where it's like, yeah. you know, anything you do to try and write the ship that's not through like a storytelling device that's right. like can be perceived as like them trying to fix what's wrong. Right. Just diminishes the whole thing. Right. So, exactly. I, yeah. It's they I, built it themselves. That's that's what it is. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say on that, but that's it literally is a monster of their own creation. And this whole multiverse thing has become just a, an unwieldy disaster for them. Yeah. That it's they unwieldy. Can't that's really what it is. Like, there's no pulling it back now, dude. Like, people want, people think that they want RTJ back, and they really don't. They want to, they want the feeling of what Endgame gave them, yeah. is what they want. And nothing is going to do that again. So, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's talk of Secret Wars being like a, a, mcu reset where they can like yep interdimensionally pick and choose whomever they want you know and say like oh well that didn't happen in this you know it all collapsed on top of each other and if they can pull that off and we come out the other side of that in 2031 and it's like (laughs) oh my god like here's you know toby Maguire and hugh jackman and robert downey jr and you know and they're all like 65 yeah (laughs) Um, oh god i mean if they can pull that off rock and roll but like that's that's not gonna i don't know that's why i'm enthused for the spotlight stuff of like let's just give us just tell the stories give me something where i don't have to wonder what happened before or after this like there you go yeah yeah so the mcu guys is (sighs) in turmoil (laughs) yeah major turmoil uh... (laughs) oh god that was wow. Yeah. I haven't MCU ranted in a little while. Hey man, it's been we we built it up. We're like we got to there's nothing much to talk about now. But now that there's all of these things that we need to talk about, yeah. We just got to unload on them. So I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I did also read a rumor that Kevin Feige was thinking about um jumping the MCU ship and going to Star Wars. Oh, that would be the funniest thing ever, man. <laughs> he was just like, holy shit. I'm it's out. someone else's problem now. Iger's back. <laughs> Him and Dave Fellini just switched jobs. Oh, my God. If you are a listener and you have been watching the MCU since you were a little kid and you are frustrated, like, listen to our our recommendations and what we watch on Tuned In because there is so much out there. There's other stuff. That's not MCU. That's what yes. I keep hearing that. Where it's like. Well, that's all there is. I'm like, no, it's no, not. it's a sliver. <laughs> it's like not even one percent of what's out there. Not like, even close. It's like point oh 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 one percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with that, should we yes. do some recommendations? Then? Let's do some recommendations. <laughs> um, so I assume you you brought this prompt up this week, and I assume in uh, response to Priscilla. Yeah, and just like Ferrari, there's a lot yeah. of biopics floating right. Uh, now. Yeah, so biopic. Um, pretty straight, straightforward, pretty simple. Um, yeah. I was surprised you said this and my mind went right to a movie. Oh. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that movie in a little while. Okay. Um, 
So I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah. uh, instead of our usual back and forth, um, who's going to go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my recommendation for this week is a 2010 movie called the runaways. Oh yeah. This yeah. is, um, the story of, uh, Joan Jett and Cherie Curry. Uh, yeah. the, the, the runaways band from the eighties, seventies, um, played by, uh, Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning. Yes, man. Um, I really want to revisit this movie, but I love this movie. Yeah. Um, it's like such a quiet little movie and it doesn't have like a huge impact and it hits a lot of the same kind of like uh, beats that a lot of like rock biopics yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, like Kristen Stewart as Joan Jett is incredible in this uh like transformative like you'd never realize that that was uh that was her right and i mean dakota fanning's good in pretty much everything and michael shannon's in it just being full-on like rock god michael shannon who's incredible um and this movie really got me into the runaways music and like reignited my love of joan jett and like i i love this movie that's fantastic i have not seen this since probably 2010 to 2012. I need to rewatch this. I completely forgot about it. Not streaming anywhere. Oh, can't rent it. No, sorry. Wait, hold on. I was going to say, if you can't rent it, this is a. You can't rent it on. um, It's not on uh, Apple. Apple or Amazon. You can buy it. Um, Oh, you can rent it on You can buy it on disc, but you can rent it on Vudu. Yes, that's what I was going to say. This is a diabolical recommendation if no one can find it. In line with my uh, my tuned in this week. Exactly, it's like um, yeah, find it if you if you dare. Yes, uh, rentable on Vudu. Vudu or for find those it on you, DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean $10. honestly, I was gonna say ten bucks, easy. Yeah, and a, a movie definitely worth watching for sure. Oh, I love that movie. I forgot all about it. Oh my god. Right, I like when you prompted this. I'm like, I don't know why my brain went to the Runaways, but it that yeah. was the first place I I didn't even think of anything else. I was like, yeah, that, that's it. There that's you go. It. Done. And the 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 true beginning of the Kirst, the Kristen Stewart like like yeah she's, she's a real actor oh she can actually act yeah <laughs> she's like really good she's not just in Twilight yeah yeah exactly because that would have um, been 2010 right so just just oh God, a it couple still been in the thick in of, the middle yeah 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 and God that's Spencer. a great one yeah and now we have fucking Spencer um that you know what's the funniest part of the this is is. Cr- uh, Kristen Stewart's in the movie that I'm going to talk about too. Ooh, um, it and it's not Spencer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my recommendation is into the wild. The Sean Penn Ooh. film from 2010, uh, not 2010, 2007, I think. Um, starring Emil Hirsch mm-hmm. as, uh, Chris McCandless, a young, uh, I guess I would say just a young kid who throws it all away because he's sick of like the life he's living to go and yeah. live off the grid. And it is a deeply touching and devastating film about this guy who just thought he could do it. And I guess spoilers yeah. couldn't really do it. You, you'll find out how, if you watch the film. Yes. Um, and to me, it's a really funny interpretation of like the white male, in America film where it's just mm-hmm. like 
I'm just going to go and do it and I can do anything and, and I'm invincible and no matter what, I'll just throw it all away and hitchhike. And my, my dad has this in him for sure. Like he's like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I just got on a bike one day and rode to Canada. It's like, that's not something that everybody can do. You know, that's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a very much like a privileged thing. But I, but having said that, I love this movie. Like it's not a perfect film, but it does capture like that kind of um, wanderlust that you get, especially yeah. like I'm from like rural Vermont. So like hiking and camping and like, that was just part of my childhood. So like seeing this guy out there, I'm always like, Oh, it would be so nice to just cut up my credit cards, throw my phone into a river and just go out there. Um, with a little more knowledge than this guy does. Cause he goes out and he learns as he goes, but yeah, this movie still rocks. It's an interesting movie because Sean Penn directed it. So I'm always yeah. just like, it's it's really funny in that way. It's streaming on Showtime right now. Um, and Emil Hirsch, like just unbelievably underrated always, yeah. forever. Um, he's always reliable, always really good. He's perfect for this character. Um, and yeah, Kristen Stewart is one of the people he meets along the way, which is funny. It's funny. I don't think I've seen this movie since like it came out. Yeah. And I'm just scrolling through the IMDb and I'm like, oh God, Jenna Malone in this. Dude, Vince Vaughn's like, in this movie. <laughs> Catherine Kinnear, like <laughs> yeah. Zach Galifianakis. It's crazy. Wild. It is crazy. And a movie that nobody really talks about too much anymore. And I think people might not like it for one reason mm. or another, but to me, I've seen it a couple of times. I still like it. Um, yeah. Into the Wild is my recommendation for this week. In the nice. Runaways. Mm, interesting kind of different a vibes feature yeah very different vibes but uh, uh, case case two's themes there. of uh throwing off uh yeah throwing off society what yeah, society young, expects of you yeah, yeah. being young <laughs> god damn it um cool cool all right uh i don't i feel like i don't have any um kind of shenanigans to shenanigan about I don't. Um, I think we're going to do... Did we say we were going to do a Megapixels for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday? Yes. Yes. We won't give away that just yet, but we are going to do a, a more specific kind of an episode for that Yes. Um, yes. Which is only a couple weeks out, guys, which is yeah, fucking yeah. fucked up. <laughs> Here comes the holidays screaming at Oh, you. my God. And then it's Christmas, and then it's 2024. Yep. So, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. All right. So, yeah. That'll do it. Um, I will just... Stop here and say end of pod.